Hello and welcome to the second episode of The X. I'm Caleb Brown, an ambassador for X-Team, and today we're talking to Ryan Chartrand, the CEO of X-Team. We're going to chat about what it's like to be a traveling CEO, uh, chat about some current trends in the market, and talk about how to inspire and unleash developers. The X is brought to you by X-Team, providing full-time developers to companies that believe extraordinary quality is paramount. X-Team is trusted by some of the world's leading brands, including Fox Broadcasting, Riot Games, and Twitter, just to name a few. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? So today, we're chatting with Grammy-winning artist Michael Buble. How are you, Michael? <laughs> uh, so, so there's the, uh, the playful intro you guys mentioned. <laughs> oh, is is this not Michael Bublé? Uh, no, no, it's it's uh, it's actually uh, Ryan Bublé. So I've actually adopted the last name Bublé because that's just the right thing to do in life. Well, <laughs> I've been told that uh, your karaoke skills are absolutely nothing short than uh, Grammy worthy. Um, so, <laughs> unfortunately, I've never seen that in person. But why is Michael Bublé the go-to? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Bublé is actually I, I didn't even know Bublé existed until I want to say high school, which is which is strange because I'm, I'm Canadian, raised in Canada, and Bublé is Canadian, and and this is a guy that. Uh, is is like the crooner but so much more and and he's so entertaining and he's he he takes that that crooner idea and just kind of takes it uh so much farther that that you feel just completely mesmerized after watching the guy perform and uh, i know that's something probably the female fans are supposed to say but uh <laughs> <laughs> no i mean this is a guy that that's just truly talented so i i totally respect and appreciate him and of course he's canadian so i've got his back uh, and, and yeah, no, I love I love his music. He he does such great takes on such classic songs. So absolutely, that's, absolutely, that's, that's where I love him. <laughs> so your full real name, Ryan Chartrand. You're the uh, CEO of X Team, and you're a digital. I'm, and I'm reading this verbatim: digital visionary <laughs> delivering strategy from the trenches. And can you tell us exactly what that means? Uh, that means I'm looking for a job. No, no, <laughs> no, uh, no. That's that's. I've I've had that for for years now. I think I actually want to say from my first job, I've I've been using that. And the part that I added of strategy from the trenches, that was more kind of deeper into the career. As I started to realize, wow, the one one of the things I'm really good at uh, is having been in those trenches and, and doing a lot of that grunt work. Uh, related to various different things in digital marketing and things like that. Uh, so I, I love to be able to then kind of step back and, and help other companies uh, understand what you need to do when you're in the trenches and and really be a lot more relevant to whatever they're trying to achieve. So that's, that's just kind of what that means. Yeah. Digital visionary yeah. is, is what it is. It's just uh, someone that is, is constantly looking to the future rather than uh, necessarily trying to look in the past and, and see – what didn't work, which is totally relevant, but you also need to be looking ahead and, and seeing what, what could be. So 
That's where that comes from. Absolutely, absolutely. So speaking of which, where in the trenches or where in the world are you right now? Because, uh, and we'll get into this more, but uh, X-Team is a, you know, is, is a remote company, so, and you travel uh, quite a bit. So where are you right now? At the moment, uh, sitting in, uh, in an apartment in Bangkok. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Thank- so... Sorry, go ahead. Bangkok's pretty cool. It's uh, it's not as hot as I expected, so life is life is good here. Yeah, and I and I understand you're you're newly married, right? Is that correct? Yeah, so that that's kind of why. Uh, so I, I I did the whole digital nomad thing for for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and then decided to settle down, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I met the uh, the girl of my dreams, so to speak, and uh, married her last October. And <laughs> even though the plan for me was to settle down, uh, one of one of her goals uh, was certainly to um, travel and, and work and that kind of stuff. So we uh, we packed our bags once again, and the settle down plan got delayed. Absolutely, and we're uh, we're, we're doing that. We're doing the, the nomad lifestyle. Yeah, once no, again. I think that's great. That's awesome. Um, so speaking of which, I mean, are there any uh, so I- any good spots that you've been? Uh, you're talking about that you've been a digital nomad for a bit now, and as well, you know, kind of exciting. You know, any anything coming up that you're looking forward to? Good spots. Yes, I'd say so far. Again, it's only been about five months, but the the best spot so far that we've loved was Dublin, Ireland, and nice. we we spent about a month there, and absolutely loved it. We're, we're from San Diego, and San Diego is uh, a very laid back. Uh, really comfortable sort of community, and we just felt that plus just even better people mm-hmm. in in Dublin, and and just the the greatest possible kind of uh, environment to just do your best work and and be happy. So Dublin's awesome, great people there, um, and then coming up, I think we're we're both very excited for South Korea, which is where she actually grew up. Um, nice. So we're yeah we're doing a little Asian trip now some Australia there's there's all sorts of spots on the on the map but I think uh, South Korea is going to win best best food in the world and absolutely yeah no, of, that's exciting yeah uh, so let's let's kind of jump in a little bit to to X Team itself and I'd love to hear I'm sure anyone listening would love to hear just kind of the uh, the, the X Team you know in a nutshell so to speak. Yeah, so I mean, uh, which which angle of X team would you like to know about? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, it's kind of everything. Um, I mean, if that if that uh, if that can possibly fit in a nutshell, yes. <laughs> sure, sure. So I mean, there's 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 the business side, which is you know obviously that we're we're a development company and we're we're providing developers to companies uh, that are having challenges with scaling or you know maybe they're trying to. Uh, build products and they're running into challenges where oh no we need we need developers quick and, and they don't want to have to worry about recruitment costs and uh, having to uh, do all that legwork and, and branding and all sorts of a lot of stuff you have to do to get great developers to work for you especially quickly so so X Team is is a fantastic solution for companies looking to uh, really get that jetpack as I mentioned on our, on our website uh, into uh, their product and so that's that's kind of what the business side covers, and sure. and then on the other side, there's there's obviously a lot more to what uh, we're we're about. And as a company, we're we're really focused on this one mission of of wanting to create sort of a flatter world where where people have access to 
amazing opportunities regardless of where they might live. You know, someone like myself who's right now in Bangkok, uh, still having access to do great work and, and help build a great company despite the fact that I'm here or wherever I might end up being. And so that, that's, that's, that's important because we, don't, we not only want people to have that freedom to, to explore and, and grow in, in amazing ways they never thought possible, but also to, to provide opportunities to people in countries that didn't really get that kind of thing before. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's interesting because my next question was, you know, how does X team sort of handpick its developers and sort of what makes them stand out from the pack? Yeah, so I, I mentioned we we look all around the world and there's really no country that we're not considering uh, because that's that's the point is is to make that flatter world. So there there are developers in I think probably by now we're at 25 to 30 yep. different countries uh, around the world and and we're looking for things like leaders and communities. You know, we're, we're looking for the the men and women who are are starting up a community in in their local town uh, and, and helping teach and inspire others about the passion that they have around development. So, you know, I just saw something in Slack yesterday of a guy in Italy who we have, uh, and he, you know, he started a local meetup, and he's he's pretty much bringing every developer from that town. Uh, together to help inspire and, and motivate and, and change their lives. And so those are the types of people we're looking for, the people who are, are in this for more than just development. Absolutely. And that's kind of a, a key point we're focusing on now is, is looking for people who are more than just developers, not just someone who is going to be a code monkey and, and just you're going to throw tasks at them and they're going to do them. You want someone that's actually got your products best interest at heart you want someone who's who's going to really care and 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 put in more than you expected and the only way you're going to do that is if is if you are working with people who are striving for that more someone who yeah he's a he's an incredibly talented developer but he also is striving for more not only in uh you know the 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 sorts of development related things he does like you know the way he writes pull requests or Mm. Uh, you know the the way he communicates every day and and does great stand ups in Slack or whatever. Not only that kind of stuff, but they're exploring and, and constantly striving for more in other parts of their life as well. Whether it's that kind of leadership in their community, or or if it's um, looking for for more ways to um, you know just just grow and and, and learn and, and mentor others and, and all sorts of that kind of stuff. So we're really looking for people that stand out in that way. Absolutely. Uh, or those those ways and and seeing what we can do with that so it's uh, we we have a huge vetting process you can check it out on our website and it's it's incredibly important that at each stage of that vetting process we're, we're handpicking people based on very specific things around communication and and mm-hmm. that leadership and uh, so many different qualities and and obviously testing their 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 technical ability but for sure I, I just I just wrote a, a blog post about this actually you can put it in the show notes or something, but um, it, it, it looks at how a lot of companies now that claim to be doing this hand-picked approach, they're really just using sort of automated mm-hmm. tests, yeah. um, algorithm tests, things like that, and, and they're just kind of missing the point when it comes to how you're supposed to be hand-picking. Like, you, you need to be going deeper into their thought processes. Absolutely. And, and so, to, true developers, yeah. true, true, amazing developers can slip through that process by these, you know, sort of poor processes. 
Absolutely, that's it. And so, so you got to look at not just can they solve a problem, but can they understand a problem sufficiently enough? You know, I, I talk about in in that it's if you were building Uber, you know, you don't want to just figure out how to get a person from one point like Bangkok to uh, wherever they're going to in Bangkok. Uh, you you want to make sure that this person is understanding the whole problem, which is oh. But there's also going to be fourteen thousand other ways um, that they might use the app, and so you, you really need to be developing with a full understanding. And, mm-hmm. and so we're looking for people that can ask all those right questions and, and, and really look into requirements uh, with more than just a code monkey type of uh, perspective. So that's yeah, I mean that's that's what the handpicking is all about is, is trying to really understand people. Really see what see what they're doing in the community and 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 make sure they're going to be a great uh, fit for our partners that we work with. Yeah. So so with that being said, sort of the the flip of the table. What are some things that you've found that really attract developers to X Team? Ah, great question. So that was something that that took probably many years to truly figure out. Uh, I think there were a lot of sort of nifty, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Things that uh, you know companies will do to attract people, and certainly things like our, our, our superhero culture internally uh, can attract a lot of developers to to pay attention to us, um, and, and that kind of stuff is great. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to developers asking, "Hey, what what's in it for me with this company? You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to quit my job just to get a uh, become a superhero avatar or something. Uh, you know, there needed to be more sort of uh, depth to to what we could offer developers, and so we started looking into it, and we wanted to really understand, you know, what what is it that that is important to them, and, and what they'll tell you every time is that it's the projects, you know, that mm-hmm. has to be cool projects that are going to be really fun to work on, and and that's all that matters. Sure, and it's kind of like you look at the iPhone, right? And and Steve Jobs says, you know just because they say what they want doesn't mean that's actually what they want. It's, it's a classic example here where, yes, that's what they want. They want to work on cool projects, but the reason why they want to work on cool projects is where you need to focus all of your, your, your time and attention because the reason why is because they're expecting to grow as a result of that cool project. You know, yeah. They're going to get to learn something cool. You know, A developer right now who is, is super into front-end development is looking for projects and Reacts and, and Redux and stuff like that because it's an opportunity to play with that technology more, learn more about it, and then grow as a result and, and get better and, and, and be a better developer. So for sure, we really, really started to focus then on um, how can we help developers grow each and every day? Because if we can do that, then every developer in the world is going to want to work for X-Team because that's literally the most motivating thing you can do for a developer and, and most fulfilling thing you can do for a developer. And so that's what we do. And we started a whole program called Unleash, and it's, it's, a, it's an initiative that's entirely dedicated to uh, providing people that work with each of our developers um, to help them grow each and every day in, in whatever way that they want to. And so we, we see that happening every day, all day long, People achieving new goals, uh, whether it's you know going to conferences or, or learning some new technology or, or starting up those meetups or whatever yeah. it is that they want to grow with, we're there to help them do that. 
And so that's, and, and then not only that, but also share it within our community. So, so everyone's constantly inspiring each other, which just further drives that, that growth. And so that's, that's where we find the number one way to attract developers is to just create the best environment that attracts them. Absolutely. No, that makes sense. Um, so, so, you know, kind of looking over the X team site and catching some great content across the various feeds, you know, I've seen some pretty interesting company initiatives and I wanted to kind of throw your way, uh, by the way, really digging the slap tip, sorry, slack tip Tuesdays, uh, that you've been throwing out there. Um, and you kind of mentioned unleashing, uh, so an unleasher is an actual role. Can you speak a little bit more kind of about that and, and things you we've seen from that? Yeah. So I mentioned, oh, by the way, thank you for the, the Slack Tips Tuesday plug. Very nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll put those in the show, <laughs> show notes. We'll get them out there. Nice. Uh, yeah. So an unleasher is, is, is someone, like I mentioned, that we have people dedicated to helping our developers grow uh, in whatever way they, they might want to. Uh, and so an unleasher is someone literally dedicated full time to doing that. And so uh, we we have a team of unleashers now that that's that's continuing to grow, and they're they're some of the most loved people in the company because they really are that person that's there to uh, be be there to motivate you to to keep growing. And so that's uh, it's a pretty awesome job, and uh, they've built a lot of great relationships with our developers and yeah. learned in- incredible things about. That that question you asked about what is it that attracts great developers? Like they've, they're they're the ones you know talking about in the trenches. They're the ones in the trenches learning that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. they get to see what really motivates and 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 what what makes developers tick. Like we're learning a lot from them, so that's that's really great news. Very cool, yeah. And and so you know I've heard that you run a a 2016 kind of kickoff hackathon. Um, and so how did that play out sort of with this remote aspect? Yeah, so we, we had our first hackathon of the year, and uh, we were looking to theme it around Slack bots and trying to uh, get get involved in that that bot community that's that's starting to flourish a bit. Sure. So, uh, real, sorry, real quick. I mean, so, I mean, we we, yeah. just, we just mentioned the Slack tips. You know, I mean, Slack. Uh, you know, many people know it, many people use it. But I just kind of wanted to play. Uh, you know, as you're kind of explaining that, I wanted to hear a little bit more about sort of you know what Slack bots are and sort of why they're useful, especially in you know in 2016, like right this moment. Yeah, so this this whole concept of the bots is is there's actually a lot of people making huge predictions right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if they actually play out. I don't know if these are going to be the QR code guys of 2016, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but the the huge predictions are essentially that apps like Facebook Messenger, uh, you know, WhatsApp, Cow uh, over here in Asia, like mm-hmm. all sorts of um, different messaging apps that are becoming kind of the new interface. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and people are starting to see that, you know, maybe I should just, rather than use an app to call my Uber, what if I just told a little bot uh, that I can converse with in my messaging app, hey, get me an Uber right now, I'm right here. And then the bot responds, okay, you know, the, the driver's showing up right now. And so yeah. that's that's kind of where a lot of people are predicting that, um, apps and even just web pages in general will go to where everything just becomes a conversational UI. Everything just becomes uh, a messenger-based experience. And so something like a Slack bot, so Slack is, again, it's, it's like Skype. It's, it's any sort of uh, team messaging tool. Mm-hmm. And you know, having 
all of these conversational bots or, or, or things that can automatically do things for you uh, within a team or group messaging environment, suddenly things, you get, you get a lot more productive. And uh, there's, there's so many different examples of, of ways you can use these bots, whether it's, you know, pulling in anytime a, a new lead on your website happens and, and, you know, immediately the team can jump in and, and, and start, you know, conversing around that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to get really interesting when, when we really start to move a lot of these traditional apps like an Uber yep. into uh, something like Slackbots or, or into something like um, messaging apps. And, and, you know, Uber's already there and inside a Slackbot right now. It's true, and, you, yep. know, you can call yep. You can call an Uber, and, and it's, it's not an entirely popular thing to do. A lot of people still prefer to just open up the app. Um, but, you know, I've, I've used an app called Operator, which yep. I don't even know if it's, if it's released yet. Uh, but I was using it during the alpha or beta, and it, it, was, it was essentially Amazon in, in conversational form. Oh, that's and interesting. Huh. Yes, you would, you would basically... But it wasn't bot-based. Like it was actual humans you were talking to, and yeah. you would say, "Hey, I'm I'm looking for uh, a new pillow," and you know someone would actually show up and say, "Okay, what kind of pillow are you looking for?" And Very and then cool. start giving you options from around the internet, and then they would actually buy it for you once you said, <laughs> "Yeah, go buy it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean it, uh, it's it's just an interesting. I mean, you know, it's 2016. We're 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 exploring different. Uh, uh, you know, kind of communication platforms, which I guess we have been for a while. But it, you know, we are finally getting. We're talking about remote working. I mean, we are getting into this, uh, you know, this sort of world where it is becoming at least a little more uh, acceptable. And and I think we're finding some really interesting things out there. And so um, it's just an interesting. Totally. It's an interesting spot to be, and it's a very interesting to watch and, and to see how it kind of unfolds. Um, no, absolutely. So it's kind of spinning off that a little bit, uh, you know. So I've heard some some whispers in the alley that uh, here at X Team you've introduced uh, themed nights. Um, so can you kind of tell me a little bit more about those and why you see that that's kind of so important to the uh, to the community? Yeah, so the theme nights kind of spawned out of uh, there wasn't like a uh, a raging demand of people knocking mm-hmm. on my my <laughs> my remote door, so to speak, <laughs> saying, "Hey, we want theme nights." Uh, and that's kind of generally how I come up with new initiatives. They're, they're rarely exactly what people have asked for, sort of like how we were talking about, hey, I, developers just want cool projects. For sure. Uh, I really like to go deeper into things and, and trying to figure out where the, the real challenges are. And so Theme Night spawned out of this feeling that was kind of oozing in the – oozing, interesting word to use there <laughs> – oozing in the community uh, about – uh, just needing more sort of, I was trying to think of the word, like more interaction, but not just text interaction, like yeah. more like meaningful interaction between people. Because we've really moved very heavily into primarily text-based communication now. So I, I, I think a lot of teams are moving this way to where Slack is replacing a lot of meetings to where you don't need to always jump on a video call. And so the, the downside to that is that you start to lose human touch. You start to feel a lot more alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start to feel less like you're on a team and more like you're on a team of text messengers. Sure. Um, and so just trying to look at that feeling that people have kind of been talking about of, ooh, I'm starting to feel a little alone. I'm starting to feel like I'm on an island a bit. I'm, I'm not really starting to feel that 
that strong connection between people anymore. Uh, and so these theme nights was just a way to start looking at, okay, we don't want to force people into video uh, experiences. We don't want to force people into meetings. We don't want to just force the interaction. But what's, what are some ways we can actually get those more, create more video opportunities for people to participate in and, and focus them around people's passions? And so two or you know, three, I'd say at least two, two of the big passions in the community are uh, video gaming um, and traveling. Yeah. So these, these are probably the two most talked about things uh, in, our, in our Slack communities, aside from economics, which is just a scary channel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, we're doing theme nights. We've, we've started doing game nights. We've started doing travel nights. Cool. Uh, or we're going to start doing travel nights uh, in this upcoming month. And travel nights are, are essentially like the old school, uh, you know, someone gets up and starts showing off their, their old uh, photos from, from uh, some trip that they've done because, you know, a lot of people are traveling in XTEAM and, and they want to know where to go next. And so sometimes it just takes a little inspiration and getting to ask people questions about uh, places they've been. So that's going to be really cool. Um, but yeah, no, these theme nights are going really well and I think it's already starting to... Uh, ooze back in <laughs> there's that word yeah yeah no, absolutely the right feeling yeah yeah no that's cool and i hope that uh, i hope we will uh, you know as they kind of form and, and come about that we uh you know we see a blog post maybe about uh, about some of that that'd be cool you got it <laughs> so uh gonna gonna drop a gonna drop a phrase here growth hacking uh i know i know it's super kind of overused cliche but that sort of that sort of term, that sort of vein of thing, is there anything interesting, you know, that X team is sort of doing here in, in 2016 that is sort of what is considered, what is thought of um, as 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 growth hacking? It's funny you mentioned that that's a a gross cliche word <laughs> or phrase when it's it's literally been out for like six months or whatever. It's <laughs> like that's. <laughs> That's how fast. Oh, I know. Yeah, so. yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's it's the uh, you know the kind of the tech world has its own sort of New York minute. You know. Yeah, like well, it's kind of like my, my new phrase of oozing. It'll it'll literally be <laughs> it'll be done tomorrow. By the end of no, not not even by the end of this this interview, it will already be old. It's over. It's over. <laughs> and I already got the t-shirts printed. So oh well, that's uh. Yeah, no, growth hacking is, is pretty awesome, and I think why it worked really well for us is because we've culturally been really focusing uh, internally on, on having a, a culture that's based in experimentation, mm -hmm. and growth hacking, that's what it's all about. It's, it's all about what can we do today that's small, easy to test, and we're going to learn something from it, uh, and, and just get out there and do it, and, and stop trying to build these, these huge, it's, it's, it's fail fast evangelized and, or, or, you know, blown up into this beautiful, uh, term of growth hacking. So, uh, I think it's, it's, it's really awesome. We're, we're using it in a lot of different ways, uh, internally to help grow the company. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the biggest challenge though, that you run into with, with adopting growth hacking is just, it, it's, it's really for people with a discipline of patience, right? If, if you don't have that patience, uh, to be able to say, hey, I've just failed literally 40 times <laughs> yeah. in the last week and I feel like I'm getting nowhere. Uh, and, you know, maybe three months passes and you just keep feeling that way. Like if you can't embrace failure and have the patience to sit through 
days upon days of it uh, and accept the fact that every time you're failing, you're actually learning something that's getting you closer to your actual goal. Yep. Uh, that's where you're going to get the most benefits out of something like growth hacking and experimentation. So uh, I think that's that's been the challenge for us, at least over like the last 10 months of, of getting into it, is is it's very frustrating and it, it's, it's very... Uh, it really wears you down, but at the same time, the the payoffs are, are fantastic in the end. So sure, sure. And I mean, you, you know, you do if you, if you kind of keep up with, with 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 what have you in the industry. You know, you hear a lot about being okay with failure and and what have you. And granted, I mean, it's easier to say than do, but it is pretty true. Is is what I'm hearing that you're saying that uh, you do have to kind of learn to uh, accept and 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 maybe uh, interpret failure in a different way than we sort of uh, you know sort of normally kind of interpret it um, and to really understand that uh, the failure is learning yeah yeah it's an, it's actually harder for our generation because mm-hmm. you know we're the we're the uh, the honor roll generation right we're, <laughs> sure, we're the sure, sure. That were, we were raised with if you don't make honor roll you're you're the most worthless <laughs> yeah. child to ever exist um, you know this is a very high expectation kind of generation to where we we were given goals and if, if if we met them we were given great rewards and if we didn't we were again really looked down upon mm. and so as we've grown up the thought of failure really scares us sure. and so it's it's very uh, counterintuitive to us this idea of like embracing failure and it, and it gets very frustrating and a lot of people give up on things like growth hacking quickly because of just that way we were raised and conditioned. So yeah, it's super it's, interesting. It's, yeah, it's it's tough to to embrace it, but man, you grow in ways. <laughs> it really challenges you to grow. So yeah. I'd, I'd certainly recommend it to other companies. Very cool, very cool. So uh, you know, so I mean, X Team is is obviously uh, you know deals with with uh, with technology quite a bit. So I wanted to kind of talk about just you know a little bit about sort of trends in the market. You know, uh, a shift towards tech and i'm talking here about kind of like an angular and react kind of kind of thing just sort of what, what sort of what you've seen and and sort of trends in the market uh, you know just uh, w- w- where things are shifting and, and where we are right now yeah this is this is kind of like oozing as well uh <laughs> anything i tell you right now will have expired by the time Absolutely. This, yep. this interview is over so <clears throat> um yeah and no, i mean in the last year though no doubt that javascript has has just blown up uh, as as one of the most requested sort of expertises that that our partners are looking for, that that new new partners are looking for, um, and that's that's really exciting because JavaScript's awesome and 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 fun to work with. Um, but what's been interesting is sort of the the quiet world of of mobile development. That's kind of it's really starting to feel like a ghost town kind of thing. Like obviously it's still happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a bit and apps are still very important but you look at things like yeah those trends toward messaging UIs and 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 just all the the uh, single page apps that are happening with JavaScript like a lot of you just don't we don't see as much uh, mobile sort of requests coming our way certainly they're coming but um, it, it's kind of interesting to see just a lot more uh, moving toward toward other technologies and and I, I don't really know the reason for that yet. I'm, I'm still kind of trying to play that out, but it's uh, yeah. There, there. Like I said, it changes every six months, and you sure. can go from everyone in the world's asking for an app to suddenly everyone in the world's asking for a you know a single page app <laughs> yeah. on, on a website. So it's you, you got to keep on your toes with this kind of stuff. But 
that's just kind of what I'm seeing from 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 abroad right now. Yeah, no, that, uh, that makes sense. I like seeing your your sort of uh, input on that. Um, you know, so so a great way I think to wrap up and something I sort of like to pose to all of our guests here at the X is sort of what's what's some things you've learned in the last year and what has changed the way you sort of fill your role as CEO and kind of navigate this living vessel that is X Team in here in 2016. Man, you're crushing it today with phrases. Living vessel, I love that. <laughs> We're all aboard the living vessel. <laughs> that we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is uh, wow. That's that's a. It's really interesting timing for you to ask that question just because of my own thoughts recently kind of starting to come together uh, around that because you, you do here, – here's the biggest piece for me that's, that's been a challenge. Uh, and, you know, I, I got sent this, this blog post that kind of talked about it as well at the perfect time. But uh, when you're a CEO and you fill your team up, like you've got – all of the roles in place, it becomes very difficult to figure out where you're supposed to add value next. You know, when, when you're building up the company and, and you're still just three people or whatever, uh, there's just so many endless tasks and roles that you have to, you know, put the hat on for. Um, you know, like with our Unleash program, I'll, I'll never forget how, you know, I had to be Unleasher number one for, for a good amount of time to get that thing off the ground. Uh, and then, then we brought in Cuba and he just took that, he took that uh, program to places I never imagined. But, you know, once you get all the pieces in place in terms of, of, of roles, you start to think, okay, what is the best way now for, it's, it's not that there's nothing to do. It's, it's, it's what is now the best way for me to add value. And <clears throat> yeah, a lot of CEOs, the, the problem is what they do at that point is they then just start diving into other people's jobs. Huh. And doing doing their tasks for them, and yeah, I'm I'm guilty as for that as as much as any other CEO is. But you really have to avoid that because that's that's not that's not what your role is supposed to become. And and ultimately, what I've discovered is like it's it comes down to focusing on your natural talents hmm. because you got to that CEO position for a reason for a specific natural talent that someone saw in you and, and put you into that role for, or maybe you started the company because. Uh, you had a natural uh, gift around something that got the company to where it is. So you really need to focus on those natural talents. And so what I've started to think about more recently is, okay, what, what really are my natural talents? Uh, you know, why does work sometimes just feel like work? Like why, is, why can't it be more fulfilling? And, and I think when you start to focus on those, those natural talents, you actually get uh, closer to answering those types of questions too. Um, Simon Sinek is, is certainly one of my biggest influences uh, throughout my career and he's he's the guy who talks about you know figuring out what your why is you know why do you do what you do uh whether you're a company or, or an individual and for at least five years i've i've already had that answer like i've known it's to to be inspired by things to create things as a result of that and then inspire other people and you know that i've kind of realized that that is my natural talent which is inspiring other people and you know the problem though is that you can you can start climbing the wrong ladders in life and this is this is where like there's just been other kind of things that have that I've learned um actually I'm not even going to get into that cuz that'll take like an hour to explain <laughs> I understand <laughs> but uh no no I mean, this is when it comes back to again that that idea of CEO and and 
contributing the right value that that's where I've I've fallen now to fallen into realizing is uh, I really need to focus on those natural talents of inspiring others and, and that's where I'm going to add the most value uh, to this company at this point you know making sure that the the core team that we have is, is inspired to do it do what they love and and has everything they need to do that uh, so focusing a lot more on people uh, rather than you know diving into people's tasks for them um, and, and not only that, but also inspiring our, our community. You know, we, we've got this fantastic unstoppable campaign that we've, we've kicked off in 2016. And, you know, I want to focus a lot more time around uh, inspiring people to not only unleash their potential, but keep the momentum for that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's been a huge thing for me to, to realize and, and find a lot more fulfillment in the work that I do by starting to focus on natural talents. And so like any CEO out there that might be listening, uh, that, that would be a huge recommendation is to, the second you have your team in place, don't, don't just go and keep trying to find people's you know, tasks you can do for people or, or criticize people for, for not doing um, tasks the way you wanted it to. Like just focus on whatever natural talent you have that got you there. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's your, your business acumen is, is what's, your really strong suits, you know, go focus on how you can help, uh, in the numbers section. You know, for me though, it's, it's, it's inspiring people. That's, that's what comes very naturally to me. And that's what I know I'm really, really good at. And so I want to, I want to do more of that and, and really focus my value, my, my time there in adding value there. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a really, cause, cause it can get really hard after <laughs> a year of like, you just start to think, you know, what am I supposed to do? Well, you know, how can I how can I make sure I'm using every minute properly? And, yeah. and as a CEO, you still have to deal with a lot of little things on a daily basis. But uh, I think at the end of the day, for both fulfillment reasons and also uh, adding value to the company, just focus on those natural talents. Absolutely. So would you? So I mean, based on that, I mean that's a tremendous answer for the record. Um, but <laughs> kind of kind of based on that sort of are are, are there are there keys to to what the, the, you found that kind of motivate motivate people or I mean do you sort of have to really I mean is is it is it really that you know on an individual level do you have to understand what motivates an individual or are there are there kind of triggers and keys that are that are a little more universal? Yeah, I mean like I mentioned before with uh with our unleash program I think certain categories of people are, are motivated in similar ways. So, for example, developers are very commonly motivated uh, through any sort of, sort of uh, growth mm-hmm. uh, and, and working on cool projects and that kind of stuff. Uh, so that, that kind of stuff is pretty universal. But at the same time, the thing that I've learned from Unleash is that you can really apply it to any sort of human like yeah. <laughs> uh, it, people want to grow. Like we we join companies expecting to grow. We don't just. I mean that that's the sad part though. Is some people do just join a company just for the money. No, that's true. Yeah. And <laughs> and and that ultimately leads nowhere. Like yeah. I, I remember I even had had an option to to go work for another company at one point, and you know yeah, I would have paid more, but what what good was it going to be when I have such a strong mission? Uh, with what I'm doing right now, and, and it's really rewarding because I know the growth behind that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we join companies because we're expecting to grow, and so what's going to motivate people is focusing on that growth that they're expecting. Because the second that they feel that that growth isn't happening anymore, or that they've outgrown the company, they're they're done. And and that's okay if they if they outgrow the company, you got to let them go, right? You, you got to let them 
go on to what's next for them because there's no point in holding, holding them back and holding back their potential. But for the people that just feel like they're not growing because the, the company isn't delivering that kind of growth, like that's, those, are, those are alarming situations. That's when you really need to dive in and say, hey, if, if, if what you're doing right now is not helping you towards your own growth goals, let's see how we can – and that's the other thing. Like how can we then craft your role yep. to better fit that? You know, you, you got to stop looking at roles as very pigeonholed and, and this is the only way this role can be done and mm-hmm. you have to do these responsibilities exactly this way. Like you have to craft the role around the person and their growth goals um, because that's when you're going to see amazing things happen that you never even predicted. Yeah, no, I think I think that's super interesting to be, to be able to kind of, uh, you know, sort of view it a little higher and, and realize why. Uh, you know, something isn't working and maybe isn't just, uh, you know, that individuates their situation. That's super interesting uh, and very, very, very good insight. Um, so, uh, Mr. Buble, I mean, I mean Ryan, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, X team sounds like it's in great hands uh, and excited to see the kind of growth and path uh, ahead here at X team. Uh, and I've personally been kind of cued by our audio team over here that a choice word throughout the episode uh, was thrown in there a little <laughs> bit. So a bonus to our listeners, the first one to email Ryan at ryan at xteam.com with the number of times, probably mostly me, I said absolutely. Uh, and we'll also count absolute <laughs> uh, was said. We'll have some sharp X-Team swag coming your way. Uh, until next time Ryan thank you so much I appreciate it a lot absolutely and uh, I will send uh, a a special gift to whoever counted the number of oozes as well (laughs) there you go that's a good one All right, thank you very much I appreciate it (laughs) see ya